Welcome to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf, powered by four golf custom. That's Derek and Don and Jill and Christine. Family run business here in Ireland, based in Killeen Castle. The best of the tour go to them for consulting about what should be in their bag, a certain Seamus Power. But you and me can also go there and get custom fit for our games, building better golfers every day of the week in their Zero Tolerance workshop is where Don and Derek build all the clubs to your spec. Zero Tolerance being the optimum optimum word there. If you're looking for a tour-level custom-fitting experience, 4golf.ie is the place to go. Booking links are in the show notes below. Check them out. This week's episode, it's with Galway man, now touring golf professional, Ronan Malarney. Ronan, Ronan turned pro at a tough time, the brink of COVID, uh, end of 2019, 2020, turned pro. And you might have seen him in headlines at the back end of 2023, having attained his Challenge Tour card. And that was by winning numerous times on the Alps Tour and doing what many seek to do but don't. But the Galway man, the gritty ginger from Galway, uh, did it. And I think he just might be tough enough. Just might be thick enough, I think Ronan says in his own words, um, to make it to make it to the DP World Tour and beyond. To learn about his journey, his experience about being pro thus far, and what he's looking to achieve next year, and how he's going about things. You know, talking about travel and the differences and getting prepared. And he thinks a little bit differently to most. Ronald Malarney, this week's episode. Roll it there, Colette. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Where's Joe Bradley? What do you think of that? Ronan Malarney, are you ready to tee it up? I am. Can't wait. Yeah, one pal. Uh, we were giggling there before I hit record. Um, now, we've met a couple of times since, um, but we the, your original episode, episode 28, so you're an early adopter of being, being a guest on this podcast. Uh, year one, 12th of Feb 2020. And that, that, that part of time in my life is... Um, is when our baby girl arrived. So I remember everything pretty much plus or minus two weeks. Um, so it was about a month later. You would, we sat down because you would turn pro. Yeah, that'd be and, correct. Or yeah. you would just turn pro maybe three or four months. Maybe three or four months. Maybe a couple, a couple of months. December. And uh, we were talking about goals. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and then a month later, uh, global travel shut down. How is that, Ronan? Yeah. Yeah, good times. It's hard to believe all that happened, but I did live through it. Since I chatted with you, one of the questions I ask people now, because I'm 140 episodes later, I have a couple more questions added to the toolbox, <laughs> is uh, give us a time when you felt um, that really tested your mettle or a tough time or it could be during a round, it could be weeks on end on tour, not feeling the best. And what to do to get through it. Was 2020 like that for you? Or how did you navigate fresh fresh pro? Um, no possible travel, really. You were allowed yeah. practice thinking stuff. And then yeah. when, you, when things did open up, 
it was super congested fields and tournaments and some so how did you negate all of that yeah first year was a bit yeah 2020 wasn't really much of a year i didn't uh i played one event i played a challenge tournament in galgorm the irish challenge and other than that that was it i didn't play any other event that year so 2020 although i was pro i i don't know was i really pro didn't really didn't really get up to much uh 2021 no more than you said there probably like it was you could you could do as you want within reason lots of uh instruments were shoved up my nose for those covid tests so <laughs> there was lots of that <laughs> just to clarify just to clarify for covid tests <laughs> yeah uh, people forget People forget, like, I think Chris Selfridge was caddying on various different bags throughout the year. And he was like, I think I've had like 500 COVID tests this year. Yeah. And I spoke to him at the yeah. end of 2021. I, so I remember. Bonkers. Every yeah, day I, at one stage. Yeah. Mul- multiple times, whatever group I was playing Europe at the time, we'd be in the um, airport and we'd have got, say, like, if you booked your test last minute, you'd be waiting for the results, waiting for the results, and your flight would be in you know, two hours, hour and a half, hour, and it's getting closer and closer. Not alone do you not have the results, you're hoping for a negative. Because if it's not a negative, you can't go. So, yeah, it, was, it wasn't just golf you'd be worrying about back then. But, uh, yeah, sorry, going back to your original question, the time that tests my mental, I don't know, I think, I think, um, I think golf is always kind of testing you. I don't think there's necessarily one time I could pick. But, um, yeah, it's, it's like, I don't think it's the answer you're looking for, but it's a constant test all the time. Um, I, I, I doubt the week or, or, or the few days in doing big with with, um, with Bryson tested your metal, did it? <laughs> no, no, that was good. Um, <laughs> oh, that was one of the better periods. Pro- maybe missing the cut at the Open the following week. That that Although the few days leading up to it was great, but that Friday night, that wasn't all that easy. Um, but again, there's worse places to be than St Andrews, whether you miss the cut or make the cut. So, um, but no, the few days in Dunbeg with Bryce, there is, was, uh, there is, that was cool. 2023, and something I like asking when I get someone like yourself, tour professional, you know, is that in the LinkedIn tour professional? Um, at the start of the year, how do you go about planning your year, right? So, I don't like asking people at the start of the year, what are your goals? Like, what's in the back of the Roy McIlroy first um, boarding card of the year? But mm-hmm. sometimes I ask it at this time of year. At the start of the year, did you have a couple of things outlined in your book or tattooed on the inside of your wrist that yeah. you wanted to accomplish this year? And how did you plan your year around accomplishing those? Well, yeah, there was a few things. Um, and the one and the main thing, and the only real thing I wanted was that top five in the Alps to make sure I was playing challenge for next year. So that was the main thing. And other than that, I thought it's a little bit, um, although I was pro for two years, I didn't feel like there was even one event where I played, um, where I played what I felt I, I was kind of comfortable with my performance. It's been one or two days. Um, and then patches within the round, but not for one full competition. So I found it hard to gauge even where I was. Um, so yeah, I just, yeah. I, 
I, I kind of, I did, I wanted to see where I was um, compared to the other guys I was playing against. And then, um, obviously from there, I've, I, I suppose I built on a couple of very early good performances and played quite solid throughout the year. Do you think, looking back on the year, that you've shown to other Irish new pros or pros in general or pros looking to get back to, to challenge or whoever who may have slipped off certain radars or whatever, do you think you've shown that there is now like an avenue via Alps? Because I think beforehand it may have been seen, or the way I would have seen Alps is, it's like, if that's the tour you're on, you kind of, you need to be winning like you did this year or kind of question is tour professional life for you. Is that a true statement or has that been really harsh on people at, at that level tour? Because I understand like from speaking to guys like yourself and girls in the same levels that the difference in ability is absolutely minimal. Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good question. No, I wouldn't quite put it as simple as that because, um, well, I suppose I'm probably a decent example of that. I don't think there's much between any of the the third tier tours, so be it like Clutch or, although I haven't played Scandinavian, we played a co-sanctioned event this year, a pro golf tour, Alps. So there's three of them. I don't think there's much between them. My first year, I think I was, I don't remember, like 80, 90th in the order of merit. My second year, I was like 40th in the order of merit. And then this year, I I won the Order of Merit on the Alps. So I don't think necessarily if you give it a... Will you say that again? What, what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? <laughs> no, you heard me. <laughs> you, won, I, you won the Order of Merit. Just let's, let's recognize our achievements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to the point. Um, yeah, I don't think it's, it's probably fair enough to say that if you're not out there winning or contending week in, week out, it's not for you because... You said it there. There's so little between each one. And again, this is kind of hard to quantify, but I do think, though, if you've given it, and I would say minimum, minimum, bare minimum, two to three years, and you feel you've played well and you haven't contended, well, then maybe, and I wouldn't necessarily say, far from say, like, pack it in, but you might want to change something. But no, I definitely wouldn't say if you're not out there and you're not winning kind of straight off the bat that you know pro golf isn't for you there's a lot of like but for me anyway i thought that was it, everything is different you have to kind of uh, adjust to new surroundings new events new competitions one thing i wasn't a massive fan of say in the uk was um or say sorry when i played euro pro was i felt the english guys had a massive advantage they've played all those golf courses and they can just hop in their car whereas i was me and the other lads i did travel a lot with Stuart Grant. Uh, Cameron Raymond, like we'd hop on the flight, go rent a car, mm-hmm. yada yada yada, and then the same coming home, uh, get the flight back. So it was a bit more of an ordeal. Whereas although a couple of the guys can hop in their car in Alps events, they can't for the whole year. They can only do two or three, depending on where they're from. So it's more of a level playing field. I felt anyway. So that was one thing. Is there something you would do different now in approaching tournaments or like life on tour compared to maybe the start of twenty twenty two? In terms of what have you learned to to handle more in your stride is the question. Um, good questions, buddy. Um, I would say it, it, for me it'd be like for like for me like even f- for my work, right? There might be like two travel trips a month, generally to London, right? So it's the <laughs> same fucking flight, same hotel. Okay, there isn't much 
um, adaptability there, right? Yeah. And it's still like it's the last thing I want to be doing is is the admin, right? Yeah. So it might be that for you. I'm unsure. So just stuff like that. It might be remedial stuff that's like Jesus Christ, like in year one, but actually by year two, you're like, no, no, that's bish, bash, boom, job done. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say everything is just, I'm probably like 10% more comfortable doing everything. I think that adds up a lot. So like when you, you obviously learn things about booking flights and flights in the evening are a lot more difficult because of the delays and yada, 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 little things like that. But I would say when you, like when you go to the, the rental car company and there's a line and then there's a mix up with your, the rental car you've ordered, all those different things that go wrong that make everything just a little bit more difficult. That I kind of probably more just take that in my stride now. It doesn't necessarily irritate me or where it might irritate me for like the day or wouldn't be able to, I'd, I'd be thinking about it throughout the day. Just not so much anymore. I think as well that I, I, um, I suppose I've played a bit more, a bit more consistent this year, a little bit better. Um, I suppose it's just it's just nice confirmation to know what you're doing is um I suppose you're seeing some sort of results from it. So yeah, there's no doubt about it. Like if you're playing decent, everything seems a lot easier. But yeah, I would just say I'm just a little bit more comfortable with everything. Um because it's my third year doing it, so I suppose that's to be expected. First full uh first full first professional win earlier this year. Yeah, I don't what know were, can you was there certain this is feelings are <laughs> uh, first full year playing abs tour is what, what I was trying to say mm-hmm. um, but then first professional win did that give some gratification to your efforts in like dedicating to abs and not trying to be you know, in and out of challenge tour that you dedicated to the given tour and, and go about your business the way you've done Um, yeah I suppose it did yeah Um, well that was one thing I after pretty much after that win i was fairly certain that no matter what opportunity i got within reason i wasn't going to skip any alps event because i just wanted to make sure i played every event it was only i think 14 15 events 14 maybe so i was just i was going to play them all because there's no best 10 it's it all counts so i was just going to make sure but definitely like any any time you win especially having not won before as a professional it's uh yeah, it's, it's a, a gratifying feeling, I suppose. What is your approach to next year? Um, is it a full challenge tour card? Is it partial? What's the story? No, it's it's a full challenge tour card, but it, it's... So, like, say the first four events are in South Africa and they're co-sanctioned with the Sunshine Tour. So, I suppose technically it's not yeah. solely a challenge tour event. So, I might struggle to get into a couple of them, but hopefully... Um, I can get in on an invite. Um, so yeah, pr- like pretty, m- it's defined as a full challenge tour card, but I can't get into every single event. But I get into, I don't know, I suppose just over ninety percent of them. So as good as. Okay, see, I'm OCD about organization. I know oh. where I'm going to be, and like my calendar is fucking color coded, right? In terms okay. of priority. <laughs> yeah. So. So if I was looking at, I'm going to be playing 20 events and in different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's like the live guys. I'd like to know exactly where I need to be like months in advance. 
what is your view of the year in terms of what you will 100% get into so that you can do a bit of planning and take advantage of, you know, advanced rates and that kind of financial side of things as well? Yeah. So at the moment, there's not a massive amount of that because there's only four events out so far. They're the South African events. But as soon as they come out, um, I suppose I'll get booking. There's uh, pretty much, from what I understand, the vast majority, if not all, of the events back in Europe. So after the start of the year, I get into all of them. So that's when I can start booking hotels, flights, all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, yeah, no more than yourself. I'd love to have it you know, nailed out and I could book everything and wouldn't have to be looking for the free cancellations and all those things. So, um, yeah, there's a little bit of, a little bit of waiting, but patience and all that good stuff. What are you doing? We'll call it the off season between now and the first start in South Africa. Um, what are you at? Are we, I think I'd be, I'm not sure whose profile it is. You'll definitely have to tell us in terms of the amount of gymming you're doing, huh? in terms of getting ready and building up more power and more speed and being more yeah. all those beautiful things have been more controlling impact and those things how yeah. much work has gone in off the course maybe compared to years past because it's challenged her now and all of the pressures i suppose or expectation that come with that yeah so i started working with um stephen rice um of uh he started working as, as as kind of a PT for for sports people and he's um he's a slightly different take on it. I don't I can't say I'm very into the equipment, very into the golf swing, but when it comes to S and C and that stuff, I have no idea. So I completely outsource that. If Stephen says jump, I jump. It's that simple. But yeah, I'm doing um I'm doing a good bit of that these um since really since August, but I've started to load on a little bit more weight since uh, November, since the end of Q school, because it's quite a small window that you have to work on it. So um, pretty much, yeah, like at least five times a week. Um, and yeah, whatever, whatever Stephen says, just do it. Have you seen any, I suppose, how the, the SNC is now transferring over to the golf course? Yeah. In your recent win in the Hillary Links Society mm. outing in Jameson Links, maybe. Yeah, I I have. I'm only only very recently. So I would say at the start I was I I would do bits and bobs in the gym, like you know, once, twice a week, but it wasn't really enough to put on any sort of muscle. So um when I first started going at it in so August was just kind of easing into it. And then November when I started to go to property for the first few weeks, I was quite sore. So if anything, I lost speed. But ever since then, it's been kind of a small incline. And I would I would constantly be keeping an eye on it. I have um, GC Quad at home. They use for Trackman up here in Leopardstown Golf Center. They're very good to me. So, um, yeah, I would constantly be keeping an eye on it. Um, I would say a lot of it for me, although I, I want to kind of build muscle, I'm very tight in my shoulders. So it's building kind of a bit more of a range of motion. Um, maybe uh, slightly longer backswing, a little bit more time to pull up some speed. So, yeah, there's been a few things. I would say it's it's massive, yeah, but I don't expect it to be massive. Um, it's more incremental games, gains over a period of time, so there's not kind of a massive shock to my system. But, um, yeah, no, it's definitely, it definitely, definitely helps. I just I feel a little bit better as well. 
this next year there'll be more traveling it's four rounds instead of three rounds so just any little advantage i can get i suppose I was, I was going to say i was going to say like if you're better conditioned if you're better conditioned you're you'd be better able to then recover more so from the travel than from the golf yeah. so you're in a better position to to perform uh, wherever you're going because south africa is first of february uh through the 25th between SDC Open, Baines Whiskey, Cape Town, and I mentioned Data and Nelson Mandela, but like they're all over South Africa. And yeah. like, is it a four hour flight? No. From, from, is it Johannesburg to Cape Town? So it's not like, the, it's not the smallest place either. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. It's not necessarily the strains of, of golf. I think there's lots of people who can walk 18 holes and recover and be okay the next day, but it is absolutely, it's the flights. And again, where I'm flying to this year, or where I was flying to this year, Egypt was a bit of a spin. But other than that, I think the longest flight might have been just over three hours. I mean, just maybe four hours. Um, so that's nothing backbreaking about any of that. But um, a few of the longer spins will be, uh, yeah, it'll be a little bit of a test. So, yeah, any advantage I can get like that. Um, yeah, Stephen's a big help there. Do you measure any, do you wear any wearables or anything like that? Because I know I, I had a chat with Liam Nolan earlier this year and he's type 1 diabetes and he found he actually travels a day earlier for the international stuff with Ireland now because he, he realizes he needs that extra time to recover. Now we're talking transatlantic stuff more so. Yeah. Um, but do you dig into the data side of like that side of things as well or do you just work on, oh, I feel yeah, I'm not, I might need the three Weetabix this morning, you know, <laughs> yeah. feeling a bit slow. Well, you actually remind me. I actually, I'm, I'm going to get a whoop. So that was a good reminder. Um, so no, up to now, I haven't, I haven't really been looking into. There you it. go now. Merry Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> from panic. me to me. Thank you. Yeah, from me to me. Yeah, correct. Um, no panic. I say, I'll send you, I'll send you on my referral code after if you don't have one already. There you go. Um, yeah. Probably have one already. I find, I, I find it very useful if even to tell me. Do you know what? You're wrecked from not sleeping due to the two kids. You're okay to do nothing today. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's how I use it. And then the but, guilt um, is gone. So it's great. But no, I, I just, I'm, I'm big into data. And the guilt is gone. Exactly. But then when you are in the green and you still feel sluggish, you know, you can't be taking a rest day every day. But uh, yeah. it's, it's very good for, I suppose, long-term assessments. You know, you get a weekly and a monthly, and this might turn into a hoop ad, but that's mainly why I use it. I have like an annual goal to be in double digit strain and to have, you know, four or seven days in the green, mm-hmm. you know, two small kids, <laughs> you know, and um, just, and it's little habits here and there. What challenge tour goal has been reached? You're there. What? Yeah. Give me two things, three things that you can't wait to do or places to go, or tournaments to play in, now that you've achieved the getting to Challenge Tour? Paddy, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm outrageously boring. There's very few places that I I would say I can't wait to go. Um, <laughs> I know this isn't the answer you're looking for, but there really isn't. Like, I go to all these places, I'm very lucky we went to like, uh, like Lake Como this year, a few different, pretty good cool places. And in fairness, I did go to see Lake Como, but other than that, I wouldn't really be one for that. I kind of I take it very much as a job. I'm there to play my golf, to practice, yeah. get acclimatized, and then I go back and I rest. 
and it's like it's on repeat but it's not really much of a an ask for me to do that like i said and first to tell you I'm, i wouldn't be the most interesting in the world so um although i have to say i am looking forward to hopefully i well there was last year hopefully this year there's an event in dubai i haven't been there or abu dhabi sorry so it would be uh be pretty cool to see that but i can't say i'm necessarily it's more just kind of what i'm practicing to be able to produce it in competition that's what i'm excited about no lovely another because after all it is a job do you know what i mean yeah yeah, um, yeah. and if but you it's like it that sometimes, way, you know sometimes it's a nice way to, to compartmentalize it as well yeah but when you say it's not you but when people say it's a job i don't mean that negatively i mean like it's a job there's lots of jobs people love doing and i really like doing this so i want to be able to do as best i can so after i play my golf i just want to you know just rest just take it easy and uh be ready to go for the next day it's not again it's not necessarily a, a big ask for me no deadly absolutely um south africa's february it's yeah. like minus two in ireland now going up to christmas mm. will you just when you mentioned dubai and abu dhabi there do because i know that i think it's david carey or Connor O'Rourke or, or one there's a posse of lads they go out to Dubai or Abu Dhabi for like a week's warm weather practice yeah <laughs> is that on your agenda as well if even to somehow get because I, I doubt South Africa is the coldest place even in February no um, yeah, yeah to get the body temperature up you know Galway is you know coastal yeah so. <laughs> yeah slightly different yeah um, I don't think I'll go to Abu Dhabi I think I'll either go to um I was actually half thinking of going to Portugal for a week, just this side of Christmas. Um, and then after Christmas, I'll either go back to Portugal or to Spain. There's a place down there in Spain. I go to near Estepona um, and just play a couple of the, either the Toro or the Algarve Tour in Portugal. So, um, yeah, one of those two places because, like, I'm I'm very comfortable being at home, like, but I'm only comfortable being at home if I can do a bit of practice. And at the moment, like that hitter yesterday was great. And I was really happy with the golf. I played the course in really good condition. The, for Mark Links Jameson. But my God, was it cold. So, like, I, I'm still cold. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jameson's son. Yeah, you don't need any, you don't need any, uh, you don't need any ice bats when you're playing, you're playing <sighs> golf in December in Ireland. That's a fact. I was um, saying to the lads, like every shot feels like your first shot. So at least they have some decent, um, hot toddies there. Is it on the 10th tee? It wasn't even open. Uh, nine, it wasn't even open. Yeah, ten T, and then you you can pass it. You can wasn't open. Oh, shocker! Huh. Right, let's not yeah. let's not discuss that. I know. When I was there, I had some I had some Trust twelve me. year to warm me to warm me right up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, who owns your golf swing? Oh, there's a question. Um, I'd like to think I do. Because I know yeah. you're big into it, and like from from yeah. the mechanics, and you see yourself as a mechanic. So what I mean by that is, are you are you self coaching, or do you rely on feedback from a coach to like check on things? Oh no no no! I definitely wouldn't be self taught. No God no. Um, I take a lot of ownership over it, but no dad is dad has always taught me dad is dad studied the golf machine, so it's a um, it's a very technical way of looking at it. But I was always brought up that way, so that's like. Uh, that's like kind of bread and butter to me is looking at the golf swing that way. So, um, yeah, um, 
dad i would definitely i would be getting lessons off dad yeah, i was saying mechanic when i was like it's machine it's 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 golf machine yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, no no i know yeah i know i get you um but yeah there's like there's so many rabbit holes you can go down but it's a great it i have to say i i really enjoy trying to figure it out it's like it's like a jigsaw but it's like constantly moving so um yeah dad is however obsessed i am about it dad is seriously obsessed about it so between the two of us it's uh yeah it's it's i don't know it's a match made in hell or match made in heaven but it's one of those two and then i'm up here in dublin a lot and i see um it's a match made <laughs> it's a match made yeah correct i see uh i see noel fox a lot yeah. and uh, Noel, Noel has some great insights, so I see Noel a little bit. Noel's been through what I've been through as well. Was we Avicii? Was Avicii levels on the playlist? It wasn't levels. It's not levels, Paddy. You know it's not levels. It's high on life. Don't get that. Don't get that wrong. High on life. That's the one. That's, that's the walk-on song, everybody. Um, it hasn't changed. Hundred percent. I think I added the wrong Avicii song so to the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> so I may, I may change that. But um, I, I'm not sure if it was Noel Fox said it. I'm not sure if it was not. No, <laughs> I'm not sure if it was Noel Fox said it. Uh, re-challenge tour, in terms of play on it, but get the f off it as fast as possible. Right? Sounds like might have been Noel. Might have been Peter O'Keefe. Might have been someone else. Uh, Noel has been on the podcast yet, so you might you might get you might nudge him there. But um, okay. are you going to approach this kind of the same way you recommend folks approach apps and that give it two years, give it three years? you know, and put as much as you can into it. Yeah, I don't think that's the mindset I would I would go into it with. I would go into it thinking I want to get off this as soon as possible. Um, but I don't think it's a case of, well, it's okay if it doesn't go well the first year, I have two years more. And if it doesn't go well, second year, I have another year. I wouldn't be looking at yeah. it so much that way because, like, the standard is good. Like, so if you're not producing, you know, you not alone might you not get off, which might be, you know, relegated so um i i I generally don't wouldn't i don't really look at it that way before during the season maybe after the season if i'm kind of doing a review of how things go but like when i set out like i'll be setting out to play you know as good as possible i'm not really thinking of you know i have a couple of years of this or i think that's a bit my opinion anyway that's too like it's too broad thinking it's too long term i'm thinking yeah, I'm going to hit down the right side of the first. I'm going to hit my wedge just short of the flag. I'm going to hold the butt. I'm going to go on to the second, do something similar. So that's where I go about it. So you coming from Abs and you're going to challenge. There's a lot more travel, a lot more yeah. accommodation. Caddies in full time yet? I don't think uh, depends. Or you might pick up local ones. The question yeah. is money. Hmm. Uh, how are you going to manage that in terms of getting to all the spots? You know. Mm, I know, yeah, not easy. I just signed with a management company there, Source Sports Consulting. So, um, yeah, they'll have to. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, they'll have to give me a hand. They've been they've been good so far. So, um, yeah, I'll need to, uh, I'll need some good sponsors, and um, yeah, there's far-reaching places we're going to have to get to. So, um. No more than what you were saying about being a little bit OCD. Ideally, I I would I would choose to have it that way as well. So as soon as the the schedule comes out and I can kind of I, I have a good idea of which I'll be getting into, I'll be booking them fast, get in there ahead of everyone else. What part will the management company? Um, what part of your week to week or month to month life will they now 
take control of that you might have had to manage yourself in the last couple of years? So what what controllable are they now going to take care of or what variable more so are they going to take off your plate so that you can just focus more on performing? Yeah, they're, um, well, obviously I haven't had um, a season with them yet or even one event. So I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but they, they've offered the service to do as much or as little as I want them to do. So I can get them to book um, all my flights and all my accommodation if that's what I want. But I'm kind of comfortable enough for most of the year to do that myself. There's certain times where it really loads or really kind of gets congested. So I might be going from one airport to another to play the next week. So that's when kind of I would want them to come in to maybe, you know, while I'm on the air and I've no Wi-Fi, they can start booking me some things. But um, yeah, as much like from yeah. anything from finding sponsors to booking hotels to possibly applying uh, for some invites to some events, um, you know, any number of things. But like. I've been a pro about three years now, well, playing three years, technically four years, but we talked about the first year. Um, so I've kind of got a, a good grasp of all that stuff. It doesn't hugely bother me, but again, this year there's a few more events, um, a few tougher places to get to. So yeah, I might uh, I might um, offload some of that stuff, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable doing the vast majority of that stuff. He might have asked you yesterday uh, in Jameson Links and I generally ask people on the podcast what's the what's the best golf tip you've ever gotten. Mm. But seeing as you're the machine, right? Uh, I wish what's I was the feel at the moment, or is there a feel? As 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 Peter O'Keefe does say, what's the feel at the moment, Roland, in your golf swing? Well, Paddy, the feel on Monday in the Jameson was nothing. I couldn't feel anything. So. I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but I felt nothing from the start to the finish. Everything was numb. So that was my, my feel was I the felt same. Numb. Yes. <laughs> numb to the core. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I felt the lights. Ronan, have a lovely Christmas at home. Uh, we'll be following you um, from remotely. Well, I will anyway. Anyone down in, down in South Africa, virus center or Galwegian, yeah. they get out to. Zabula Golf Estate and Spa in Lampopo on the 1st to the 4th of February but yeah we'll be cheering you on um, from 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 near and far next year and um, thanks for your time as ever and um, we'll keep playing that walk on song every week Rona Malarney what an absolute gentleman wishing him the very best of luck in South Africa and for the rest of the year if you liked this week's show please do share it with your family and friends if you're looking to get custom fit hit that link in the show notes below and head down book your place in for golf custom tell them paddy sent you derek don christine and jill will take good care of you share the show as i said hit up paddytalksgolf.com for more back episodes and also it's been rejigged uh, so you might like the new imagery there you might like the new golf blog there about experiences and golf in ireland until we teed up again soon i'm paddy <laughs>